What is Buckeye talk? Well, you take a lot of Ohio State football, you add in a dash of nonsense. Actually, it's kind of a lot of nonsense. Well, what you end up with is, you know what? Let's just do this instead. Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. I think the biggest criticism of Ryan Day so far is some of his hires. He did not have to hire anybody on offense because he just kept Urban's whole staff. And the one position where he did have to hire, which was replacing himself, he hired Mike Yurcich, who lasted a year and boogied, seeming like a, a parting that both sides were happy about. And then he replaced him with Urban's son-in-law, who I don't think is qualified. So I don't think those have been good hires. On defense, he kept Larry Johnson. He hired Al Washington, which I think is a good hire, but the linebackers didn't play particularly well this week. He hired Matt Barnes, who was sort of like, you got to hire a cheap guy. So he was sort of the last man on the ship before. He hired Greg Madison to sort of steer things as an older guy. He retired and replaced him with someone who's not qualified. And he hired Jeff Halfley, who I think was a good hire, but who left after a year. And when Ryan Day had a chance to hire basically anybody in America, you know what's a great job? No, it is a great job. Defensive coordinator at Ohio State. You know who wants that job? practically every defensive coach in America, like everybody's not Brent Venables. And frankly, if you gave Brent Venables $7 million, he'd take it. So he hired a guy he knew. You pointed this out in what you wrote, but there was sort of a perfect storm in a positive way for day with the Jeff Halfley hire. He could hire someone he knew who was a believer in that scheme. And then on top of all that, they had Chase Young and Jeff Okuda and how many, like, what was it, 10 NFL draft picks on that defense in 2019? Like, and that, that's only so far. That doesn't even count the guys like Haskell Garrett, who, who had snaps on that defense right. who were going to be picks. But, yeah, 10, 10, Chase plus 10, so 11 overall so far. Right. And I, I wonder how much that experience skewed the perspective and led to some of the decisions that came after that. You understand? Like, did they take for granted, maybe especially from a talent standpoint, did they take for granted, you know, you can hire Kerry Combs, to come in and sort of be the guy who can coordinate the defense, but then also recruit and coach up the secondary. Cause they knew, I think that that was going to be an issue with all of the talent that they were losing in the secondary and that there was going to be enough talent that you weren't going to have to scheme things up in a crazy way that the, the Ohio state's talent would keep coming through. I, as I watch this team play and I, as I watch the way that they approach scheming a defense i do wonder sometimes if they have just overestimated the talent that they have on the field right now freddie's in the house and so is jason one of them has the fingernails and one of them has the hockey mask right i'm not a horror movie guy do people do this this is one of those things i thought only i did this and then i, I guess it turns out everybody does it you just read the horror movie plots on wikipedia yes i do that the because i, I want to know the twist but i don't want to be scared no, I, I, no. I, I can't stand people. I, 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 I cannot get I don't understand that. Don't don't really, no, no, no. The whole but, experience of the watching it is to be scared. The whole experience of watching it is to not know what's coming um, next and be thrilled by it. I watch movies to see plots, not to be jumping every two seconds, not be able to sleep at night. No, I, why would I you don't watch the horror movie. Then just don't watch the horror movie. No, but we're not watching it. I just want to know. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, the killer was actually the twin sister they thought was dead. That's very good writing. I respect that plot, but I don't want to, I don't want to freak out about it. I don't want to watch movies. I also don't want to watch movies about teenagers with cancer. Like, why do I want to watch movies that make me sad or scared? I want to be well, entertained and happy. For what it's worth, I'll go read the plot of a scary movie and not see the movie. 
just no, that's so what I, I mean. I don't, I've never seen oh, yeah. a horror movie. I've yeah, never yeah, watched yeah. a horror movie. Yeah. I just want to know the plot. Fascinating it's the dead son. Put together. The, like, it was just the no emotions film festival. No, no we didn't have emotion. Be completely sedate for the no. entire six hour run of these three films. I, I, I can deal with any emotion with a movie other than horror. So if you want to make me cry, I can do that. You can make me laugh. You can make me stand up and applaud. I just don't want to be freaked out just for the sake of being freaked out. I don't find enjoyment in that. Welcome to the Buckeye Talk Podcast Film Festival. The first <laughs> film tonight is The Godfather. Here we Love go. It. Love it. There's a guy. He's in the mob. He has three sons. <laughs> and you read the plot for 90 seconds and then that's it. That's the film festival. That's the Buckeye Talk Film Festival. That like you're looking, I don't really understand what looking a gift horse in the mouth means. What does it actually mean? Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. That means There's, like don't ignore the obvious, right? Is that what it means? No. Never heard that before. No, what does no, it mean? It means it means uh don't when someone does you a good deed, don't nitpick it. Oh, for real? Yeah, because so like, like there's something you can tell by looking at a horse's teeth about how healthy they are or something. I don't know. I wasn't. I was. I'm old, but I'm not now, that old. Don't say I don't know. Like you don't know about looking at horses' teeth. You're from a cornfield in Illinois. That's the extent I know. It's the extent I know. I did grow it, up in a bean field. <laughs> under the bean. Is that basically the country version of "Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater"? No. No, I don't think. No. I, okay. Are we cutting a baby in half? I feel like we, we are lurching toward. <laughs> A redo of the Royal Gynecologist. I think we're on that path. And the Royal Gynecologist has delivered an unexpected king. The reason you didn't even know. These, sorry. Yeah, the reason pregnant. we have all these adages and idioms is because they don't all mean the same thing. Why do we assume <laughs> that every phrase just means the thing that we're thinking of? I don't know. Does that, yeah. More than one way to skin a cat? Who's the cat in this circumstance? Did you guys do the stuff like on the playground where someone says something and then you say the same phrase over and over again after they say different parts of the joke and then at the end it's a joke? Yeah. Like, um, like, th like this is the one that I remember when I was like in second grade. It was like, what'd you have for breakfast? Pea green soup. What'd you have for lunch? Pea green soup. What'd you have for dinner? Pea green soup. What'd you do all over the bathroom wall? Pea green soup. And that was a big on the playground in second grade. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a mm. pee joke, mm. like a urination joke. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a urination I'm familiar joke. You know with urination. I mean? Yes. Okay. So, so that it's. I mean, it's a urination joke. It's about it's about urinating on the wall. That's what. Okay. It's. Okay. I mean, when you're seven, that kills. That just absolutely slays. So here's the point. This is a five star review. Love the show, but holy crap, did Doug go off on Steven? I think Doug should apologize to Steven for sure. Wow, totally uncalled for. Get some sleep, Doug. You need it. This one is the one where Chris from Evansville was upset. You guys put on an incredible show that I look forward to every day. As I listen to the show so consistently, I have come to think of you guys as my friend. The part that separates this pod for me is your relationships and interactions with each other. That's why today's episode bothered me so much. Jeremy Ruckert was brought up in consideration of potential for becoming a first-team All-American. Steven brought up the possibility 
of him not getting 20 catches. But I don't think that was an insane take as Doug did uh, as he hasn't come near 20 catches yet. This caused obvious real tension between Steven and Doug, with Doug actually pulling rank on Steven during the argument. This led to an awkward tension for the rest of the episode. As I previously stated, although irrational, I know, I see you guys as friends of mine as I spend so much time with you each week. This bothered me. I hope this isn't an ongoing thing. You guys are the gold standard. I feel bad that I put people on edge. I don't feel that bad for yelling at Steven. I mean, I'm going to pull rank on the show. But what do you think? What are you listening to? But I didn't mean to cause tension. So I'll try not to be. I'll try not to be such a. Well, no, I'm not going to do that either. It's interesting, but like it almost promises you can't keep. No, I'm not. I I didn't make it. I backed off the promise. I mean, it is what it is. I've been listening to um, the Ringer podcast series about Siskel and Ebert. Yes. And people didn't tune in to Siskel and Ebert. I mean, partially they did to find out which movies they should see. That was like half of it. They respected Siskel and Ebert's opinion. But the other half of it was they wanted to see Siskel and Ebert disagree. They wanted to see them argue. And there was always this uncertainty, I think, from the public, whether these guys actually liked each other or not. So you got to tiptoe a line there a little bit. But I think conflict is healthy. I got a one-star review from Sites Buckeye. Every time Doug says he doesn't care who wins or spouts off about his journalistic impartiality, I'm sending in a one-star review. Oh, someone complaining I say like too much, which I do. I've listened to you for years and I love what you do, but man, can somebody please start a swear jar for Doug saying like? It's wearing me out. Sometimes there are four or five likes in the same sentence. That is a true fact. I don't know if it's that bad. I, I definitely catch myself saying like kind of. Or sort of. I've gotten better with the likes because I remember we put out the, the clip one time and I said like like 17 times in a 20 second segment. So I think it, I've gotten better. But. It is very hard when you talk a lot. And then uh, Stephen Means is the secret weapon of this podcast Aww. from Ravens 50. That's a five star review. Five star, very comprehensive, but sometimes too much. That's probably fair. I talk. Yeah. <laughs> comprehensive, but too much. was Buckeye Talk.